With footy finals around the corner, it got us thinking about the final working years of your life. So on this week's episode of the Wealth Collective Podcast, we take a look at what you can do in those final working years to really boost your retirement. Enjoy. Everything we talk about on today's podcast is general advice only because we don't know your individual personal situation. Before you act on anything we've spoken about, you should chat to your financial advisor. And if you don't have one, feel free to reach out to us. Now, on to today's show. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Wealth Collective Podcast. I'm Zach Masters, and today I'm joined by Anthony Malvazo from AJM Advisory Group. How are we going, Anthony? Not too bad, Zach. Just trying to... Uh... I mean, we're back. We're still in lockdown. No, no, don't know when we got in here and when we got out. But yeah, not too bad. How are you tracking, mate? Yeah, pretty good. Like I can't complain too much. I see you've got it done. A lot of the listeners won't be able to see because we're on a Zoom call. That's how we record this. But you shaved the head. You've done a lockdown haircut. I hadn't done that since I was 14. I'm 38 now, so it's for a quit of time. And just it got to, I think uh, we did this, I did this from our last week and um, I just could see, well, hairdressers aren't going to open unless you're in New South Wales <laughs> and you're vaccinated, of course, because they probably hairdressers were going to open. But I could see it's um, the hair. I was overdue from, I think, lockdown five. <laughs> and I didn't get one in that three weeks. So I just thought, uh, why not? I mean, last year I tried, I just grew it and tried to snip it where, and it, yeah, you just do more harm than good. To be honest, I really like it. Uh, it's uh, just a bit chilly. So I've done a bit of shopping <laughs> online, click and collect. I've got an old, one of those old English hats, a, a running, like a driving hat. Like it's um, oh, yeah. sort of like an old cap. That's that's not too bad. And, a, and obviously a few beanies for running in that. But um, <laughs> How uh, that's sort of uh, something a little exciting in lockdown. Uh, it is quite fresh out there. This morning it was seven seven degrees when I was running. So even the beanie inside the beanie was cold. So oh yeah, well, how I did have you that been? last year. Yeah, I did the shaved head last year. I've been doing my own yeah. haircuts at the moment. So um, how far how I... far I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I said I thought I'd far... right job. Most of my nah. I my mates that are barbers and things like that. So I was just on... FaceTiming them while I was doing it. <laughs> to be to be honest, I couldn't, I can't tell the difference. So it's like you're actually doing a good job. But <laughs> you were you were mentioning last week you weren't far off. Are you going to shave it off, mate? I reckon once it gets a little bit warmer, if we're still in this and this and my hair keeps growing, I think I might be left with no choice but to try and tidy it up. Um, yeah. yeah, or else it uh, starts to get a bit too long. Um, but what we're going to talk about today? So I was going to say uh, it's finals time here in Melbourne, but it's not. Finals time really here in Melbourne, I guess, because we're not oh, going to any of the speak, games here. <laughs> speak for an Adelaide supporter, for, <laughs> for a uh, Bulldog supporter that's going down the drain. Uh, <laughs> I'm just praying we beat Essendon, but yes, it is finals time. Yes, and that made me start to think about um, how can we relate this to financial advice and financial planning, and it um, kind of drew the long bow of how we look at, uh, for a lot of people, the premiership ends up being retirement. So the retirement goal, and that's the reason why you work. And then obviously we're at the latter end of the season, heading into the finals and what that finals period means in terms of your working life. So we usually relate that to the last five years um, where you really start to get close towards that retirement goal and when a lot of things um, you need to start planning for and there's a lot of different strategies that you can use. It's, um, I think Pete sometimes refers to it as the golden time for advice so that's like the time where you can pull the most levers there's so much you can do 
Um, oh. is, is this what you see as the most important time from an advice perspective? I, th- I personally think it's probably the most important time in your financial life because you've only got a certain amount of time you're still in the workforce, most likely. That's obviously there's you know there's you know a percentage of the population that do work beyond or have their own business beyond. Uh, but you know, 55, 60, um, going into and we are working longer. As as an advisor, it was your bread and butter, and that was really where you really sort of not targeted your clientele, but that was where you had the most to offer, uh, especially years ago until you really developed skills in other areas such as aged care or, um, you know, uh, sort of other various areas. But really, you know, that's where you can, re- you've got so much, so much tools to help people, uh, help people approaching retirement. And it was at a point where they were really thinking about their financial position five years out. If you've only got five years of income and you need to fund the, you know, 25, 20, 25, 30 years, you know, that's uh, quite a, quite substantial funds. And if you haven't thought about it by then, you're well beyond the, be behind the eight ball and you really need to uh, get on, get things moving. Yeah. And I think so, that's yeah. probably like good to preface before we start talking about it. It's best to start planning for retirement today so get retirement planning or just financial planning happening so start working on that now and it'll make those last five years five years a breeze um but in terms of what we're going to talk about today so when people are say five years out so they've got five years left of work and every obviously everyone can be at different ages for this because everyone's retirement goals are different but what are the main things you think people need to start to think about five years out from retirement well generally the to sum it up easily retirement planning is what age do you want to retire? How much do you need annually to meet your lifestyle? So annually, I mean income. So if you need 50 grand a year, 60, dollars a year, what age are you going to retire? As advisors, we would estimate that to a life expectancy. So um, how do you get to that? Like this is one I have trouble, like clients sometimes have trouble with in terms of how mm-hmm. do they know how much they need? So what are some strategies that you use or how do you go about helping clients find out what they actually need? Well, you basically go through their their expense of what I used to do. Per, what I do is go through their expenses. Yep. What's going to change between now and the next five years? So you may pay off a home, or you may have a sale of a bit of an asset that will pay off that debt. What is that going to be from now till then? Make that difference, and a lot of the time, it is not that much different from what your living living costs are now because what you may pay off, you will increase expenses in such, say, and I know this is not current times, but travel. Um, you've got so much more. You've got another, on average, 40, 45 hours a week to spend money. And, yeah. you've, and you've really earned that. You've worked that time to want to spend money. So generally, you need to work out just a budget. That is the ultimate thing. What's your retirement expenses? You can't have a retirement plan without knowing exactly what you're going to spend. On top of that, you need to know what what those additional expenses, such as upgrading a car, is there going to be a house change? You know, downsize possibly where there might be more income. But yeah. are you going to give like are you going to give the um, early inheritance or something like that to help a kid? Going like, on these are things podcasts. <laughs> yeah, but like a lot of people don't think about. So they might go, oh, okay, I just like oh maybe I'll spend eighty grand a year at the moment, so that'll be all right. Okay, but have you factored in the car? Like, have you factored in? Um, you know, you might need to buy a new caravan or you want to do a massive international trip. Like those are the add-ons that people often don't think about, um, which those big one-off expenses, 
can impact in the way that you have to plan for retirement. So you really have to sit down and kind of see and visualize what retirement will look like for you. Absolutely. What's your lifestyle? Is it, and I don't, you know, is it going to, is you going to the pokies? Is it going to play on the golf course? I mean, what's your golf membership? Do you need more, better, better clubs because you're playing, <laughs> playing more? I'm not a golfer. Yeah. I'm just, uh, you know, thinking out loud there, but there, you need to really think picture of retirement and what are you going to do? And a lot of um, I don't know people close to me and I can imagine even myself, you got to really plan for this and you may not know. <laughs> you may yeah. think, okay, I'll live my lifestyle, but adding that extra time, I mean, we were speaking uh, before this started, uh, just to be, I've had a bit of a quiet, just a quiet week and um, just with lockdown and it sort of does get a bit, you do, not drive yourself crazy, but you know, close to you. If that's retirement, you're going to want to do things and that's going to cost money. Everything costs money. If you're at home more, as opposed to at the office, the electricity bill is more. <laughs> so yeah. it's not as much, uh, you know, you, what you stop working. So you, you generally spend more. And then as life goes on and we're talking just as you're entering retirement, as life goes on health costs, the create but more more expenses obviously and then potential age care costs so yeah it's definitely you've got to you've really got to go down to the detail about how what's 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 your what's your week look like in retirement rather than you know i'll go to the footy <laughs> i catch up i catch up for dinner with family friends uh you know socialize what's you know what are you doing on, i find what are you doing on a you know during the week you know because that will play into your budget and how much you're going to spend yeah, and I think that's like that's pretty much the key to most retirement is we're going, how much do you want to spend each year or do you need to spend each year? And then a good advisor will be able to help you with how much do you need? Like there are back-of-the-hand calculations that you can use, but obviously like one of the benefits of going and sitting down with an advisor for this type of uh, retirement planning is that our modelling software is going to be far more in-depth than what's usually available out there free to the market. So... For instance, like, will you be eligible for Centrelink in the future? How's that going to work? Like, how's that going to boost your income? Um, at what point will that kick in? Like, all these types of things are just not easily done. Like, if you want to do, like, the easiest one you hear normally is, like, a back-of-the-hand calculation. Mm. Um, whatever number you need to spend each year, times it by 20, get about 5% each year, and that kind of will should keep going in perpetuity. But it's not always that easy, or that's not always overly accurate either. Because <laughs> um, there's different things that you've got to think about as we go in. So like that's, I'd agree, that's the main one. When you're looking at five years out, you've got to start to go, all right, am I on track? Because if you're not mm. on track, then you need to figure out, okay, well, what am I going to do yeah. to change things? So it might be um, like recently I've had clients that have just come to me um, that are around this pathway away from retirement. And it was them saying we wanted to retire on X amount per year and it just wasn't possible. I guess in the current situation. So then the question was, okay, well, what is the, the trade-off? So is it you have less income in retirement uh, or you work longer? So then that's why like planning this five years out, you can start to get your head around, okay, what am I on track for? Um, is it possible? If it's not possible, then what do I need to do? Or are we close? And there might be some strategies that we need to implement that's going to make sure that we get there. Um, so obviously as we get closer towards retirement depending on your age like super starts to become um, our best friend usually at this stage so do we start to max out our super contributions um, do we use our catch-up concessional contributions that we haven't used in previous years to start to really drive our tax pay down get more into super 
um, more on your tax return that you can then probably recontribute, like all these different types of things that you need to start to be looking at because it's all about how can we drive each dollar further. Um, so does super play a large part in your retirement planning with clients? Oh, 100%. I mean, that's, I'd say 95 to 98% of clients. <laughs> I think the four... Like the main thing is, and this is even for any age of financial planning expenses, that's one area where you got to, uh, we've just gone over it, but you need to know what you you need each year and then you work backwards. You know, where is the income coming from? Is it from a super pension? Is it from another income source or a government source? But I'd say some strategies you mentioned there, contribute to super. Another one is reduced debt. I could imagine that's going to be a bigger one going forward as, you know, uh, I haven't got the statistics in front of me, but it'd be safe to say people are going to be heading into retirement in the future, probably with more debt than say 10, 20 years back where a lot of people would be able to pay off their home quicker and they could contribute further. On, on the on on the other side, people have higher super balances and higher incomes and be able to do more with that. But they've also, got, inter- uh, interest they've rates are low at the moment too. Like interest rates are so low. So that 100%. paying off debt now becomes a trickier question than it was in the past. So it's uh, like some people go, oh, I just, I don't want debt in retirement. And you go, okay, yep. but potentially that money in your super's maybe earning around five and a half, six percent and your interest rate on your loans at maybe 2%. So yeah. where are we actually better off having the funds? And then it becomes a, another discussion of going, okay, like what are our goals and um what's going to be the best way forward. So it's not always as easy as like, oh, I'll just pay down the debt. Cause, but some people are also obsessed with the idea or the notion of not having debt in retirement too. And that's important um, that you hit yeah. those goals as well. Yeah. And one of the, one of the, um, one, one of the biggest strategy, uh, main strategies I used to use, I uh, not as so much because the rules have changed a little bit was when someone was in a transition to retirement uh, sort of age bracket, which was 55 to 65, but mainly 60 to 65. That's when you could pull money out of super and push, put money in as freely as at any age. So would it be better to pay down the debt or contribute more to super and then pull it out from from super through pet for a transition to retirement pension and pay down the debt at the end of the year for it's an annual payment or the start of the next financial year. There was a lot of lot of things you can move maneuver there where you're saving tax and it's earning a little bit more and then eventually you're paying down the debt anyway. So there's a lot of movements there that has been limited a little bit. Two two final points I say on you know things you should be thinking about that I would say when I talk to someone planning for retirement is plan where you want to live. You want to? Are you happy living where you are? Which is, I mean, that, that there's nothing wrong with that, and there's nothing wrong with where you want to be. Do you want to live, you know, in a different state? Up, up. In, I mean, up. Twenty years ago, it used to be you want to, or thirty years ago, you used to want to retire up in Queensland for Victorians. Now, yeah. <laughs> we don't even know where we're going. But do you want to live? Do you want to move down to, you know, a uh, down the beach? Do you are you happy still living in Melbourne? Do you want to sometimes go from the suburbs and move into the city? Obviously, not a big thing now, but I, a few years ago, that was, you know, there was, I yeah. did have clients that were looking to do that because obviously it does offer a different lifestyle. You haven't got, you know, obviously kids or dependents. And finally, and this is one that I've, I've got people that have been close to me in retirement that it hasn't, you know, they're a lot of bit bored with their time. Maybe look into a business or, an, or your industry that you can move into that fit with your retirement plans. 
situation like our industry, there's a lot of things in the financial planning industry that you can do that you can move into a part-time role, casual, you know, I was, I watched that. I don't know if anyone's seen that, if you've seen that movie, The Intern with Robert De Niro, where he's uh-huh. bored and he ends up going to work for this uh, marketing company, this fashion market, digital marketing company. And it's because he was very bored. And in retirement, it is, a, one thing is money, but the other thing is trying to keep yourself occupied and your mind moving um, that's probably something to look not only where do you want to live, what your lifestyle is, and that may be something in your own industry. Yeah, and I think that's like a part of it uh, is ret- the notion of retirement. We've spoken about this in quite a lot of episodes is that um, retirement doesn't necessarily mean stopping work and doing nothing. It's usually working on your own terms. So the ability to know that you can pull the cord at any time. Like I've got a lot of different clients. Like some clients can't wait to retire and go away and do mountain biking. Um, travel Australia and do different things like that. I've got other ones that are nervous about it that go, oh, like, how do I spend my time? How do I fill my time? Maybe I want to do some board work, like get spots on boards or do different things like that. And that's all those types of like part-time income or a lot of people like go down the volunteering path as well because you've likely worked your whole life and you've built a really great set of skills um, and you don't want to waste that. And that's something that people find a lot of joy in too. So it all comes down to like, how do you visualise what your retirement would look like and then how are you going to make that happen or how can you make that happen using the resources that you have and what's the most efficient way so obviously super plays a big part like what time at what stage do you switch to an account-based pension like how do you do that are you eligible to do that um, all those different types of things because um, that's another thing that a lot of people miss is you know switching to an account-based pension zero percent tax in accumulation mode you're paying 15 percent tax um, big difference if you've got a big balance um, so like little things the, like that some the, people just and don't and the quality change. advisor and yeah. the quality advisor they will make sure you're on top of that that's that's one thing if they, if you've got an advisor and they're not on top of that you, there's there's bigger problems yeah and i think the thing too like as you're getting those these last five years is you need to stay flexible because there's going to be risks that pop up as well that could impact so obviously as you head towards retirement like the biggest one or one of the biggest issues is sequencing risk so sequencing risk is where adverse investment performance or returns. So say you have a really negative year, um, but that year is one that makes a big impact to you. So say you're about to retire and then we go through like a February, March 2020, where the market drops, say so 20% and you go, hang on a second, I've suddenly got 20% less and I'm about to retire. Um, mm. So there were some conversations that, you know, you have to have at those stages where you're going, okay, like maybe we need to draw this out and work a little bit longer if we can to just make sure that the balance recuperates um, a little bit and recovers a bit or we're just topping that back up a little bit because it's just going to be too risky at the moment in terms of our super goals. And that comes back to then how do you run a portfolio in retirement as well? So, Can I just say something, Zach? Uh, I think if Pete was on the podcast, he'd agree. what you call sequencing risk, I call the first three years of my career and that led into the, G- the GFC because there was a lot of retirement planning that led in GFC that that's a, you know, a unique situation that was probably hopefully one of the worst that I've seen in, our, in all our careers and all our lifetimes. It happens. That was, it happens. What, oh, it was like you're planning to retire. People had to go back to work for like, they're probably still working. I mean, that's a, that's, that's a bit, uh, a bit of a slight, humor but i it was it did 
cause so much issues. And what you were saying then, yeah, people were playing for that, but your balance would drop by possibly 40, 50%. It was like, yeah, they, they, I really felt those clients really got, you know, it was timing, it was bad, some bad advice, but a lot of bad, mostly bad timing. And it was just the way it was. Um, yeah, it's a thing to plan for. And as advisors, we should not forget about those those times. Yeah, like that's the type of thing that you've always got to have in your mind. That's how why you uh, do portfolio allocation the way you do. So do you have cash buffers of defensive assets sitting there? That Those are the ones that you pull down on in times like that so that then you allow your growth assets the chance to recover. So like a lot of um, people as they're heading into retirement, you might have, you know, two years worth of pension payments. So two years worth of income sitting in more defensive assets. Um, like some people call it a bucketing strategy. Um, yeah, it's difficult cash bucket. <laughs> the cash bucket. <laughs> so the, the idea of that then is that as your growth assets drop, you are just selling down in the defensive portion of your portfolio. So your allocation might start to get a little bit out of whack, but then you wait for those growth assets to recover. Because time, like well, over the time, there's been a lot of different market events which have created drops. Um, so it might be that as yeah. you get close, like things happen. So you've got to be always prepared for the worst case scenario. Um, but on the flip side too, like those defensive assets are not earning a hell of a lot at the moment. Mm. So gone are the days where you could retire and chuck your money in a term deposit and be earning 6% because it just doesn't exist anymore. I, I, I can remember when I uh, had, a, had a client with a liquid lifetime uh, guaranteed annuity through Challenger. This was only a portion of the portfolio, obviously, but guaranteed for life 8.9%. <laughs> hopefully she's still in it and not my client anymore and hopefully she still hasn't uh, hasn't uh, taken it out but 8.9 percent guaranteed for life that sounds like a dream right now oh, yeah. um, but, but you're gonna be in retirement for, like you mentioned at the start um you know 25 30 you're gonna be in retirement for a long time and that's only likely going to become longer so that you need to take some risk in your portfolio if you want to generate some form of a return as well like it's you can't just sit all in defensive Unless you've got like yeah. a huge amount of money, and that might be might be possible, and your risk tolerance is really low. Yeah, like I mean, not to go into uh, full uh, retirement and and uh, and sort of retirement income and uh, retirement income conversation, but the the team at Challenger did really put a good point where you know if you put a certain amount in a guaranteed annuity that paid guaranteed income stream, say it was twenty percent of your of your wealth, uh, another. 20 or 30% in accessible assets and the rest in your pension, your account-based pension that is invested in, you know, multiple, uh, multiple assets such as direct shares, pro- listed property and fixed interest. Uh, generally, you've got enough accessibility and guaranteed income and income from the portfolio and your interest from your bank accounts that should, you know, hopefully fund your lifestyle. That's, you know, that's a good basis. It does look good in their little little graphs and that is great. Not everyone likes that. I you know, presented that to a few clients and sort of <laughs> taking 30, 20 or 30% of their capital and locking that away for a guaranteed rate wasn't for them. Uh, it's just you need to make sure what's for you. But again, there's different times where you need, you, know, you still need a mix of assets to grow and, you know, um, account for any downturns. Well, that's like what, when I first started financial planning, was it six years ago? Like that was the big selling point of the annuity style investments. Like figure out what a client's needs are. So you've got your income and what are the needs? Like your baseline expenses that you cannot live without. 
So what are your bills that keep your house running? Like what are the costs to keep stay in your house? What are your grocery bills? So figure out what that need is and then try and fund that by something that you know is going to pay you out in perpetuity. So just continue to sound pay like, you sound that. like you work at Challenger. <laughs> but this is like, so, but it's not like, that's not something that we do they a, are a fan, lot of. They are fan, what they offer, they're fantastic. So <laughs> they, are, you know, in terms of not any product or anything, but in a retirement solution for a certain portion of a part of the portfolio um, or a, posi a retirement position, they, are, they do offer something. So but also, it's not for yeah, everyone, are, but yeah, it's not for everyone because because those are also the interest yeah. rates on them is way down on what it was six years ago too. So it's you're like, not getting eight point nine percent. So like you've got to look at it and go, okay, what are my goals? How much have I got in terms of assets, and what's going to be the best way to get there? And it's going to be different for everyone. So that's um, I guess the biggest thing is also don't just go to your friends and say what are you doing um, because it's what they are doing might be. Um, not the most appropriate for you as well. Um, like switching to whatever investment they're in because they say it's good at a barbecue, like not always the best option. So I think if you sit generally, down and you get... Generally the worst. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to sit down and have a look at um, all the things that we've mentioned. And I think this is where a good advisor can really help with this type of thing. So looking at going, okay, what are your goals? How are you going to... What have you got available? What's the plan for the next five years to make sure that we hit this um, or increase your goals. So can we bring retirement forward soon? It's not always bad news. Um, for a lot of people, it can be good news. Like you're well on track. Like do we increase your income? Um, so you, you can spend more on retirement with the surety that your assets aren't going to run out or, you know, instead of five years, it's three years. Um, those are conversations that you'll be able to have once you know the numbers and once you'll be able to work, work through it. But I think, as you mentioned at the start, getting a grip of what that number is and what retirement looks like is probably the most important thing. That's basically all it is. Um, yeah. But obviously, it's simple, isn't it? It's easy. Uh, obviously, yeah, <laughs> that's that's because if you know what, if you can meet what you need every year and then, it, you know, your holidays, you're upgrading cars and it's, you know, beyond your life expectancy, you should be able to, you know, enjoy your retirement. Obviously, doing that is do, doing it and putting together and structuring and preparing for it. That's the hard work. That's it. I just want to say, you, you, oh, yeah, final point. Yes, you, you did mention uh, talk about footy finals, and you did mention a footy player who did do this, and this guy's dear, near dear to my heart, Dale Morris, should player for the Bulldogs. This guy, his first game, Zach, was against Adelaide. He played on Mark Rusciuto, Andrew McLeod, and Simon Goodwin in his first game, and he did a decent job. And he was off the rookie list. This was back in two thousand and five. He always played above uh, above uh, above his height. Like he always played on Buddy Franklin, but he's six foot one and Buddy's six foot six. And the performance in the in the he just had injuries and he fought through them. And he was like a bi bicentennial man. He came back from knee injuries in like half a season. And when he put the tackle on Buddy in the grand final, like that led to the tomboy goal. It was just it was just melted my heart but um he's one guy who really worked hard come from a rookie list performed in his first game and worked his way and then through his retirement came out the back end a premiership player so i just thought we'd leave on that, <laughs> <laughs> and on that did, did, anytime you, you get a footy analogy <laughs> in our pre-notes you did think of a player and just the guy who started started from the bottom and just came out on the top and if that's your if that's your working life and retirement plan i don't think we'll have any problems that's it 
Very good. Well, stay safe. And as always, if you've got any questions, email us at connect at Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks, Zach.